0: Name Brand Music Productions in this motherfucker. There you go, there you go. Huh? We all about to find a things. All about them design the designer things. I don't need no money, I got mouthpiece, my nigga. Talk shit, swallow spit for a living, man. The swing man, I can get it to the pivot, man. Knee deep in the struggle, player, I'm with it, man. I do whatever it takes to get it, man. Talk shit, swallow spit for a living, man. The swing man, I can get it to the pivot, man. Knee deep in the struggle player, I'm with it, man. I do whatever it takes to get it, man. I'm hot. I feel like pot. Like
1: Praise it to the most high. God is good all the time.
2: And all the time, God is good. Turn right and be easy, doing what we always do on the first or I should say on the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's death, May 25th, a year ago, it doesn't even seem like it's been that long, but so shout out to the George Floyd family, anybody associated with social activism and social change, especially as it, re- as it relates to this whole police situation with the, with the black community, that's something that definitely needs to be addressed. of course we're going to bring you that top shelf sports analysis and we always going to give it to you sugar sugar free sugar free free.
1: all right but you got any shout outs yeah man i just want to give a shout out to my cousin vakai man for that theme song though like every time we start the show and i hear that song i can only think two things like man that shit is dope but at the same time like i hate the mix on it i want to remix it because it's a dope song, but people I don't even think people can hear how good the song is because the mix doesn't do it justice. So I'm going to remix the record, and y'all will hear the difference.
2: Let me say, it's interesting that you're saying that. That's why I chuckled, because yesterday, <clears throat> well, let me back up a little bit more. On Sunday, I did a, a show with our cousin. Shout out to my cousin Grant, his son Malachi, my cousin Sean, and her husband Warren. Love you guys to death. Shout you guys out. We did that's a- That's our East Coast fam. Shout out to That's the East Coast y'all. fam. Um, we did a, a show, a Zoom meeting show um, called Sports on the Q that my cousin Sean, that's Warren's wife, is the, is the moderator for. Malachi did all the tech stuff. He was the behind the scenes man, but he got on a show. He couldn't resist it, even though he said while we were setting up, he wasn't going to do it. So he proved he's a true member of our family because he couldn't resist an opportunity to get on the mic and talk. So anyway, shout out to Malachi. It was great meeting you, man. Uh, I loved your energy. Um, it's going to be interesting developing that relationship. But anyway, um, I had, <laughs> they had a little theme song you know for the show actually gonna
1: laugh at their theme song before you even say they had the theme song (laughs)
2: because i can't think about it without laughing and it's not a direct you know i'm not i'm not i'm not smashing on their theme song i actually liked it i was kind of bopping to it but (laughs) i made the comment because i'm me um i said you know the theme song is nice but our theme song shits on y'all's theme (laughs) song you know, because that's what we do in this family. Uh, you know, we never, we can't resist an, you know, an opportunity to smash on somebody. So anyway, you know, and that's, I would—that's facts. Yeah, that's definitely the truth. So you just you develop a thicker skin being in this family. You
1: better. And I know everybody was rolling. Yeah, they laughed. They was laughing. You
2: know, because man, this is so true. He gonna come on the very first time he's on the show. First time he opens his mouth, <laughs> he talking shit. You know, so just like Vakai <laughs> says in the song, talk shit, swallow spit, spit for a, a living. living, man. Uh, this, that's that's, <laughs>
1: that's, our family.
2: That's our family in a nutshell. But anyway, so it got me to thinking about the, you know, our, our song, you know, Vakai's work and, and, and B's production. So yesterday, I go on to um, Apple Music, and I pull up some of Vakai's stuff that's on Apple Music on iTunes. Right. And I was looking. I was listening to the money don't. Gr- Who says money don't grow on trees?
1: Oh, that mixtape is dope. And
2: um, and I was like, man, I never listened to this. Man, he got some good stuff on. Oh here. my god. Dude.
1: And Vakai is talking about real stuff too. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's, there's no fluff. No, in it's, there. It's there's it's no incredible.
2: Fluff. His skills are
1: are real. Are sharp now. Yeah. He's he's sharpened the pen to another level
2: yes it's, it's unreal so if you don't you know if you
1: haven't vakai is, is as good as anybody that you're listening to yeah
2: absolutely absolutely it's a shame that people don't know who he is it's
1: really a shame because they're like i can't wait till we do some new music you know i got some music that i'm putting together right now i can't wait till we and we're and we're um finishing up that get it popping record that we did years mm-hmm, ago years ago yeah we still finishing that up polishing that up you know tweaking some things here and there we got we still have records that we've sat on for years
2: yeah and it's just you know? crazy i listened to en fuego and what do you think about
1: that it was it was a great icebreaker yeah you know that's yeah. that's always how i've looked at en fuego and what's great was was ironic about it is it's it's honestly what ignited the and sparked that relationship exactly you know what i'm saying Because that's old but that's that, old. But that experience showed me like, oh, we can do this. Mm-hmm. Not, not necessarily like the music aspect, cause I knew he could rap. I had heard his Cloud Nine stuff. Mm-hmm. I knew I could, I was a musician and was trying to get better and really like learn production. So I felt like, could we work together was the main question. Exactly. And going through the process of doing that song together it showed me like yeah, we could do this i think we could do this and then we just kept doing songs mm-hmm. kept doing songs yeah. kept doing songs and it just kind of happened organically mm-hmm. over time you know we were both really just kind of like sharpening our skills exactly you know as we were going on and and, and
2: I, I would call it an organic growth period and, go and, ahead. and
1: also trying to have a, a a productive outlet a positive outlet for our thoughts you know, and and being able to process the emotion from all the things that are happening in life and just around you and speaking on social issues, political issues, relationships, everything. And a lot of times, most of our song content comes out of those conversations. Exactly. You know, we'll sit and we'll have conversations about things in depth, like like deep, in-depth conversations. And then, like, I'll give them tracks that I feel like are like the canvas for that emotion okay you know and then he's always able to like focus his energy and give you exactly you know what the the emotion of that song is like speaking to and then he's all he's able to give it to you in a way that's like your language in your vernacular and also give you maybe like a perspective on it that you, maybe you hadn't considered, which yeah. I appreciate about Vakai and then his cadences and his delivery and all that are just like really, really, really nice. And he's really versatile too; he can rap on all different types of music. Exactly,
2: and 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 all the while dropping them seeds too.
1: Yeah, dropping real gems. Yeah, you know, like real, real gems. So as he as his knowledge and information base grows, he's giving you back exactly. to everyone who's listening.
2: Exactly. I wouldn't even say giving it back necessarily so much as channeling. I I prefer to think of it as channeling because I think all inspiration, you know, comes, comes from the creator. So it's our job just to channel that, that channel, that energy, you know, in a way that only we can filter it. You know, we're, we're these unique prisms
1: Mm -hmm.
2: of the creator's energy. Mm -hmm. So when we do what we do, it has it has an indelible impact because it's been it's been presented properly i'll say
1: yeah i agree
2: anyway enough of that but any i mean it i, I chuckled on all of that because it, because it's just a pleasant memory for me the fact that we got a laugh out of it and then it just sparked um my energy in another direction it's like man i really want to get back to listening to this stuff and really fully appreciating the gifts that, that Vakai has, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I appreciated his work and I just wanted to kind of revisit it because it's been a while.
1: I'm telling you, man, Vakai got flows. For like days. Flows. For days. Flows. He got this one song on that project there where he goes, um, he's on a song with a couple other people.
2: hmm um, I'll tell you one I played yesterday. I forget the I liked, name of the but song, ahead. but when, it's w- probably but, the same when song. Vakai
1: gets on there, he says, I got the, I got, I'm on point like the infrared. Silent is the silencer.
2: Yep, that's it. That's
1: the song. Um, I here on a killing spree. Killing on my challenges. The yep. tool is the spittery. Niggas ain't of my caliber. Built for my accuracy, strength, and stamina. Yep. I hit the target accurately. Call me the hit, man. You, you staring down the barrel point blank like the trigger, man. Billboard number one with a bullet. Got it's my number finger one spot. on the trigger. I'ma pull it. It's number one spot. And the other way to put it, nigga, I'm fully equipped. Automatic spit fit with them extended clips.
2: What? Yep, it's number <sighs> one spot. It's with J.O. Felony, ain't it?
1: Yes, with J.O. Felony. Yeah, oh, that record, vakai's verse on that is is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You heard, gotta hear. I heard what I just said. Yeah, like, you gotta oh hear. Oh my it. God, this nigga got bars and flows, man. Like. He surprises me sometimes. Like, even though when you know somebody got it, like, when they pull it out of themselves and, like, really put it on display and showcase what they really got, I call Vakai sometimes. I'd be like, man, for real, man, like, you got off on that record. Big time. Who
2: Said Money Don't Grow on Trees is the name of the album. It's on iTunes and probably some other platforms. Y'all got
1: to stream that. Like for real, stream that.
2: <laughs> and we ain't even supposed to be talking about this, it's, but anyway. Especially
1: if you really like the real shit. Yeah. If you don't want to hear like that fluff stuff and you want to hear like some real music with some real life bars, listen to his music because he's giving you that.
2: And he says stuff in ways you never, you don't hear anybody else do. Nope,
1: and he's smooth about it too. Yep. It's got that like player energy that is fly. It's not like no corny shit. Uh-uh. It's just it's hard, it's fly, it's creative, it's introspective, all at the same time. It's hard to to, it's a man, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's provocative
2: on every level.
1: It's it's that real shit.
2: Yeah, it'll move you on every level, intellectually, um entertain on the entertainment tip, you know, it'll make it it's got that bop to it. You know, whatever you want to do is there. I'm telling you, it's rich and it's full and it's not like anything else. Anyway, enough of that. Let's get, get into this NBA stuff, B.
1: Yeah, but Vakaya getting his flowers today. You know what I'm saying? I think that sometimes you just got to pause for the cause and do that. Exactly. You know what I'm
2: saying. Let- he more than deserves it. He definitely more than deserves it. You know what this is like, B? This is like, I'll flip it to the basketball thing. Um, some I heard. Um, what's his name? Um, Jada Kiss say one time, how um he said it in a song, I can't remember the name of the song, but anyway, he said there's niggas out there better than Jordan. How we always talk about there's niggas out there better than Jordan that just didn't get their shot. There are people out there who really got skill; they just ain't been on yet. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is one of those situations. If you come from, if you come from a, a major metropolitan area, or even if you don't. You've been on courts with guys that just got ridiculous
1: skills. Were you like, how is this nigga not in the league? Yeah, exactly. Or at least playing overseas.
2: Yeah, you know, it's like this guy should be playing somewhere.
1: But there's more to making it than what happens on the court.
2: Exactly. Exactly. It's 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 a whole another it's a whole another dynamic that goes that goes on beyond just you being able to ball, and that's what people don't understand. But anyway, that's a discussion in itself. But I just wanted to bring that up as an analogy. That
1: would be a great show. We got to talk about that. You know, all the reasons why people don't make it. Who who got what it takes?
2: Yeah, because you know, you look at the Jared Dudley's of the world, and you say, okay, why is Jared Dudley in the NBA? For years and years and years and you know guys you could walk out of here go to any city park somewhere and find guys better than jared dudley you know so it's just one of those things remember uh, i don't know if i told you about this but um i know i I said it to elena i said there are more new billionaires in this country uh, in the world excuse me in the world than there are people on the nba roster yeah. Did I tell you that? Yeah. And that's crazy. That's absolutely insane. You know, so <laughs> you got a better but, you got a better chance aspiring to be a billionaire than playing in the NBA.
1: Yeah, but that 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 I love to hear that because it helps people get their mind right. See, a lot of people feel like oh, well, in order to be successful, I got to be able to hoop or I got to be an actor or I got to be you know, an entertainer. entertainer, yeah. a rapper or something like that. But it's like but when you hear a statistic like that, you, you know like, oh wait, I could be a billionaire. I got a better chance of being a billionaire another way. Exactly. So let me like find a a way, another way mm-hmm. that'll work for me. Like if you know that you're not that type of marketable commodity, you let me find out the billionaire way for me to get there. You know, in that in that my less than one percentile of people on the planet it's about using what you got to get there
2: exactly They're more there's more than one way to get to where you need to go
1: and that's why everybody's path is different because everybody has different stuff in their toolbox
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know so we can't be looking at some oh that's what worked for them oh that's what's going to work for me no you can be inspired by that but you got to still make your own way
2: Well, and that's where also what we were talking about last week where the the difference between exposures and knowledge. Right. That that ties into that as well because exposures definitely have a great deal to do with where you end up. You know, if you don't have certain exposures, there's no way that you can be where you want to be.
1: And Vakai is out of place in his skill set, you know, journey where all he needs is more exposure. If he could just get more eyes on him, more ears paying attention to him he could reach so much so many more people yeah. and he has a message worth listening to
2: absolutely all he needs to do is just have that prop that right exposure and it's it's, and it's over history with. from there
1: yeah we're gonna work on that that's that's the next thing that we going that's the next hurdle that we about to overcome um, so let's get into this NBA thing Uh ooh, I can't wait for this
2: yeah I, I was excited about this I mean more excited to have this discussion today than I have been in, in quite a long a time. <laughs> yeah, so you go first. I think you should be going go ahead. first. You can kick on it this. off. You can kick it off. No, no, no. I, well, let me let me just say this. We've had a lot of discussions off the air about this. That's all we do subject, is talk about hoops. This particular subject. But the thing that that I thought about because I watched the, the Nuggets and the Trailblazers last night, and we argued about this a couple of days ago. And I've come to the inclusion, to the conclusion that you were right. Even though the Nuggets won the game and blew them out and have shot over 50% in the first two games of the series, I have a hard time seeing them winning this matchup. I don't because even though they shot over 50% for two games, it and I think they could still do that and still lose. Because I really do believe that the Trailblazers roster is better. Mm -hmm. Significantly better. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. They may be pulling a Miami. Mm. They may be about to pull a Miami because what they did last night made absolutely no sense. Dame almost put up 40 in the first half. And then he didn't do nothing after that. And I don't think it has anything to do with Aaron Gordon being on them. That's, That's just BS. So I don't even wanna hear about that. There were some stories written on ESPN talking about Aaron Gordon and the job he did on Dame or whatever. Dame could have had 60, <laughs> you know, easily. Aaron Gordon and
1: nobody else gonna stop Dame. So that's just ridiculous. What stopped Dame was Dame. Mm-hmm. You know, Dame started jacking up bad shots in the third quarter. He went to that Dame, the old Dame, mm-hmm. where he was just jacking up a bunch of bad shots. But, you know, excuse me, you know, Terry Stotts ain't helping Dame out at all. First off, I still can't figure out why the hell Inez Cantor ain't starting. I would start him against Jokic. I don't know if you remember this, Dad, but they played like, this was like a week ago. Like, I want to say it was like on the 16th. They played Denver right before the season ended, and Cantor balled. He was destroying Jokic. Yeah, he had a huge game. Destroying Jokic. I said, oh, man, if they play in the playoffs, that's going to be crazy. They get up. And they, you're right. It they, was on the 16th. They do get him in the playoffs, and he don't even play Cantor in the first game, and they still won. Now, let me just say this. I don't want to hear shit from Portland about we don't play cancer because he's not a great defensive player. Don't nobody on your damn team play defense. No. Defense ain't even required on your team.
2: That's why the Nuggets are shooting 50% as a team.
1: So miss me with that nonsense, okay? Miss me with that nonsense. I think I kind of get the impression that Stotts is one of them coaches that be trying to control players with playing time. So like if you cross him the wrong way, he'll just sit your ass, even to the detriment of the team. Like like a Bill Belichick type, mm-hmm. and like what he did in the Super Bowl.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, with Butler.
1: With yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't get. There's nothing you can tell me. There's no way. Okay.
2: Malcolm Butler, by the way, the cornerback that ended up playing for. Atlanta. Had been, no, season, had been balling all season. No, Tennessee. Had been balling all season.
1: And then in the Super Bowl, Belichick benches him.
2: It was crazy. Nobody could figure it Nobody out.
1: Nobody could figure that shit out. So you know it was personal. But anyway, that's what I feel like was happening in game one. Cause I'm like, man, put cancer in there, start him for one, and just let him abuse Jokic the whole game. Because even if he doesn't, isn't great defensively, he's gonna, when you're not a good defensive team, you need extra possessions. And cancer is such a great offensive rebounder, he's going to constantly give you those extra possessions. That's a given. And the three-point shots that they get from those extra possessions are the most open shots that they ever get in the entire game. Yeah, that's they never anybody. get better looks than those shots.
2: It's always that way. If you get an offensive rebound and kick out two or three, I bet you the shooting percentage is
1: above 40. So when you have a team that doesn't run an efficient offense like Portland, and they struggle to get good shots, and you're playing a team that's not great defensively. What do you have to lose by playing Cancer, when he's already proven that that team can't do nothing with him? And I and I bet you what? You put Cancer out there, and he's abusing Jokic. You can't just put Aaron Gordon on uh, Dame. Mm-hmm. You can't just put him on C.J. because y'all got to deal with him. And that would completely change the dynamics of the game. It would free up everybody.
2: Well, the thing about Portland is, and, and it's, it's fine because it's the playoffs, they're basically only an eight deep rotation. The only guys off the bench right now are Anthony Canner and Simons. Those are the only guys off the bench.
1: I'm okay with that. but And that's fine. That's
2: what I said. It's the playoffs. You want to shorten your rotation. Who started anyway. at center
1: the first game, Dad? Because cancer didn't play, so who started that center the first game? Nurkic. Nurkic, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, if it was me, I would start cancer in this series, and I would bring Nurkic in off the bench. Because, and there's nothing wrong with because that because he struggles to score against a Joker, and he gets in foul trouble. So I would bring him in off the bench.
2: Well, in game one, Nurkic has 16 points and 12 rebounds in 33 minutes.
1: Cancer. Cantor only played 15 minutes and took two shots. See, you got to reverse that because, see, Nurkic can give you that off the bench. Mm-hmm. Am I lying? You trying to tell me that he can't give you 15 and 10 off the bench? Easily. Nurkic can do that. But Cantor, you got to start him.
2: Well, both, you know, the other thing, too, that happens, that tends to happen with Cantor is he tends to get in foul trouble, too.
1: I want to see Nurkic play with Carmelo, Simons. I want I think he would just be better with that second unit. When you think about the guys that play on that unit, he just fits that unit better. hmm
2: I don't disagree. That's with what them.
1: I would do. And I, I bet you if they do that, Denver won't win another game.
2: Well, we'll see. Uh, that's one of the things that was one of the major discussions on ESPN this morning on first take.
1: I don't I don't watch none of that stuff. Whenever we're doing a show, I don't listen to other people's opinion i do our show first usually Mm -hmm. and then i might go and listen to them but i watch the games the only time i listen to those people is when i didn't see the games Mm -hmm. and i kind of want to see other people's interpretation of what Uh happens but when i watch the games like I, i actually watched both games yeah I don't, I don't listen to what they have to say at all because I usually don't ever agree. And it doesn't bother
2: me either way, you know, because what I think, I think anyway, it doesn't matter what they say. It may just provide a little bit of food for thought, but it's not going to alter my opinions one way or the other. But anyway, the point I was about to make was about, they were talking about the Milwaukee-Miami series, which I thought was the most compelling series in the first round.
1: I'm telling you right now that Miami going to get swept. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you right now. They can't beat that team. No, they, tell me why. Tell me why. Why? Well, I don't know. I'll tell you one reason why. Because, for one, they don't, Milwaukee doesn't just play one way anymore. Thank they you. They can play multiple, they, they added yeah. versatility to yeah. their offensive teams. They did. they did. Two, they have better wing defending. Thank you. So, perimeter defense for them is way, way better. better this year. That was their way weakness. Way better. That was their weakness. Because all they had was Chris Middleton. And now they got, they got Drew three. Holiday and DiVincenzo out there locking up. And then and now they got the sharp shooters that like Forbes. Isn't his jumper just so pretty, Dad? Like, yeah. his stroke is just beautiful. To, like, you want to teach somebody how to wa- a shoot? Just show them films of Forbes shooting the jumper. It's just beautiful. It's like, how are you leaving him open? That's what he do. Exactly. He had a great game yesterday, but the, really the game was won, obviously, in the first quarter. It, it got so out of hand. So And this is how I know that they know that they can't win. Did you see the post-game? No.
2: I did see an interview with with um,
1: Jimmy. The post-game was, uh, was a mixture of Defeat, embarrassment.
2: Hmm. Well, when you're down 26 points after the first quarter.
1: Anger. Okay. Anger's good. I think there's some internal issues going on with Miami. You think? Because, you think? Because there's a division there that was not there last year. And the other thing that I've been saying all year is that they did not get better. They got worse. They lost players that they could not afford to lose. And then everyone else got better around them. Yeah, that's what you said. I've been saying it all season. You did say that. And now it's rearing its ugly head. I'm telling you, they cannot beat this team. They won't win a game.
2: This is the thing, though. I think they, they tried to rectify it late, and they made some moves that on paper should be sound. And one of them actually came to fruition yesterday. You're shaking your head. Quit shaking your head. One of them came to fruition yesterday, and that was Dwayne Dedman. He played a really—he was the best player for Miami yesterday. The other one that was that I thought was going to be a tremendous help for them was Trevor Ariza. I said, okay, they righted the wrongs. You know that you know they made up for losing um, Jay Crowder, you know, and they've made up for missing Derrick Jones Jr.
1: No, not in my opinion. You and, know, and, I
2: figured that those moves would rectify those ills, but no. it, it hasn't. No, it really hasn't. They got some issues, but that doesn't explain why
1: Bam out of Biles just disappeared. It's the schemes. You know, it's what they're running. You know, they're not, they're not even playing the same way that they did last year. Mm-mm.
2: I don't know what's going on. The, the one thing they did say on first take that I thought I agreed with was like, what the hell is happening with Tyler Hero?
1: It's not just him, though. Because, see, all of those guys were being fed through Bam. Mm-hmm. You know, when Bam was the center of the offense, like, or not the center, but when he, when the offense was being initiated by Bam, it, it, like it was all last season, because he was, he was basically playing like a Draymond Green role. Exactly. You know, locking down on defense, great defensive versatility, great post-defense, great help defender, and then – Grab the ball and go. Yep. Get everybody, everybody to get to your spot. Take the ball off the
2: defensive boards and go.
1: Get to your spot, Bam's going to get you the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was the defensive player of the year. Yep. And got robbed. Yep. But this year, it's just like, none of there was no continuity. mm You know, they got rid of crowd. I'm telling you, they they needed to keep Crowder. I've never seen a team, I've never, I've never felt like he impacted the team more than he's impacted Miami. Mm-hmm. I've seen him leave other places and it like not really be an impact. But when he left Miami, they were not the same. No, they weren't. they just not the same without him.
2: Well, let, let's back up a little they bit. They miss
1: his toughness. They, they do. miss his versatility. Mm-hmm. They miss his consistency consistency from the three because they've struggled from there this season. And he's and he's provided that stability to Phoenix and they've benefited from it. You know, so I just, you know, they've made some poor Pat Riley's been making poor personnel decisions for a while now. He drafts well, but in terms of knowing what to hold and what to fold, who to pay, who not, and, you know, he's been making really poor personnel decisions in in that regard. And and they got to rectify that. I kind of think they need some new blood at the GM position. You know, Riley is getting old. You know, I think he's had a great run, you know, but it's just time. You know, to get some new blood in there.
2: Well, they've got a lot of good things in place in Miami. I think development, their developmental um, staff is great.
1: I think it's in a great place to hand yeah, the keys to exactly. somebody new. I think exactly. it's in a great place.
2: I think it's a turnkey operation. If you're the right guy in there, it's a turnkey operation. So they should be fine transitioning from Ryan. You know, that's
1: actually where I was hoping that Nate would go. To Miami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that, that Nate McMillan would go there. But... I like where he at now though.
2: Have we had anybody get fired? Coach? I don't think anybody's lost their job yet, have they?
1: Oh, you mean like from the regular season? Yeah, from the regular season. Oh no. Uh. I
2: don't think we've had anybody get fired yet, which is kinda interesting. Anyway, um, yeah, that Miami thing is is has been disappointing for me because I thought that Miami would had hit their stride and that Milwaukee had just caught a bad break. Getting them having that 3-6 matchup and, and catching Miami. I figured they were going to catch hell because Miami has had their number.
1: Mm-mm. I told you it was going to be different this year.
2: But hey, Milwaukee is a force to be reckoned with. The thing that I really thought that they would struggle with in the in this series with Miami would be their perimeter D. I said because Miami defensively, their, their philosophy has been to give up the three and pack the paint. Mm-hmm you know, Mm -hmm. which on paper kind of makes sense because, you know, three is a lower percentage shot, blah, blah, blah. And I said, man, that approach is not going to do them well in the playoffs. And then they never have really been a high volume three-point shooting team. I don't, you know, you look at their roster, you say, okay, besides Bryn Forbes, who's the three-point shooter on that squad?
1: They got a few guys who, who shoot the three well, you know, um, Middleton shoots the three well.
2: Yeah, but he's not a, a big. High, he's not a high volume three point shooter. He doesn't shoot. No, take that many. Throws. You
1: don't have a high. You don't have individual high volume guys. No. But as a collective, they do. Well. They can put some threes up because they do well. because Brook Lopez don't want to play in the post, even though he should. And mm-hmm. when he did in game one, he was killing niggas. Mm-hmm. But when he wants to go out there and shoot all them threes, uh, Holiday can shoot threes. Mm-hmm. Um, Chinzo can shoot the three at a high clip. Mm-hmm. Damn near everybody can shoot the three but Giannis, Dad, when you really think about it. And now
2: he's taking and making threes. The first well, shot of the game yesterday but, was
1: a three by Giannis. But they're wide open. I mean, yeah. like when they're daring they're you to shoot. Because they're going to give it to them, yeah. It's different when they're daring you to shoot, Dad. I, that's just how I look at it. I mean, you got to knock them down if they're doing that to you. Exactly. But at the same time, it's different than guys who you know are trying to get that off, and, and defense is trying to stop you from doing it. Nobody's trying to stop Giannis from shooting threes. So when he makes them, it's like, okay. He, they're okay. willing to give him that. He made that one, but. They're willing to give him that. But percentage-wise, you know, he's going to have to make them. Percentage-wise, he's going to have to prove to me that he can, can, he can do it. Uh, but now he's catching the ball on the block, and, you know, there's just nothing you can do.
2: But, I mean, they're making almost 14 threes a game, so that's way up there in terms of made threes in a the game. They don't take that many, but they make them. They make a good percentage of the ones they make they take. In fact, I think they're like second percentage-wise to Utah, who takes a gazillion of them.
1: I think the other biggest difference with Milwaukee this season is that the game is finally three-dimensional for them. I think for a long time, it was threes and dunks. But now that they've got two guys who can really dominate the mid-range, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, they're doing what I think everyone thought the Clippers were going to be with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, like, Kawhi, you got to, you know, step up, bro, and be like, I'm guarding Luca, damn it. And he ain't scoring no more points. And be that lockdown defender that you were in San Antonio. Because if you don't, y'all going home in the first round. And Lou Williams, and uh, what's their coach's name? Tyronn Lue Mm -hmm. if you can't figure out if if you if three straight plays Dallas comes up the floor and gets the switch so that Zubac is guarding Luka if you see that happen three straight times and you don't call a timeout and put Ibaka in at the five or something like that so that they can no longer do that then you ain't the coach that everybody say that you are you just been riding LeBron's coattails I never thought much of tyloo which is what a lot of people know already never thought much of tyloo anyway as a coach y'all talking about oh doc rivers was the problem now from where i'm sitting from where i'm sitting is mentally weak players and a lack of leadership that's what i see and not even having the right players on the floor for the matchup i mean that's just common sense it's like oh okay they want to get the switch on Zubak. He's going to kill Zubak every time. Okay, I got to get Zubak out the game. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. That's checkers. That ain't even chess.
2: I'm looking at um, during the regular season, uh, the teams who took the most um, three-point shots. Of course, Utah was number one. They took more threes than anybody, and they made a higher percentage. They took 43 threes uh, on average. That was their average, 43 um threes
1: but milwaukee speaking of teams that like to play shoot a lot of threes i'm telling you right now donovan mitchell's about to make a mistake and come back too early
2: well he says he's ready he (laughs) says he's ready and he was pissed he didn't play in the first game which don't just shake
1: your head nobody can see you shaking your head speak he better talk to grant hill an ankle ain't nothing to play with hmm An ankle ain't nothing to play with. Especially when you got 10 years of career ahead of you. You ain't even hit your prime yet. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm telling you, Dad, my gut is never wrong. My gut tells me he ain't ready. And that he just wants to play. There's a big-ass difference between I'm ready to play emotionally and my body's ready to go out there and do it.
2: Well, he said for more than a month. Last game he played was April 16th. I don't care
1: about none of that. There's a, there's a lot of ankle injuries that are three-month injuries in recovery time. And he had a bad ankle injury. I don't, I, and in my opinion, and this is, what, this is what Christy told me, she said that's a six-week injury normally. He ain't been out six weeks? Not
2: quite. It's been five weeks. Thank you. Okay.
1: and the only reason why he's trying to rush back is because they lost game one. I I guarantee you, had they won game one, he would not be playing in game two. This is, you're probably right. I'm telling you right now, Uh, he don't need to play into the next series, but in his mind, oh, they can't win this series without me. Which is BS.
2: They could win the series without him. It would be a know. tough series, but know. they can still win it.
1: I, I question whether they can honestly. I, I honestly question Well, it. I
2: think it's legit to question it, but I'm, I'm they should be able to because if they can't, then they should shut the hell up I about not getting getting
1: getting their props. I wouldn't um but I wouldn't play him to at least game four. but in their five. defense.
2: You can't take the best player off of any other team and expect them to be the same team. Take Julius Randle off
1: the Knicks, what are they? I don't think Donovan. They're a lottery team, he ain't Julius Randle, but. I don't necessarily think Donovan's their best player. Who's their best player? I just think he's their best scorer.
2: Who's their best player then?
1: I say Mike Conley is their best player. Because in my opinion, they really go as he goes. You know, like, think about it. Donovan fell off. And and what did I say when he first got hurt? I said, this may be the best thing ever happened to him. I mean, to them, because I felt like he was in the way a little bit. Well, we talked about that. Trying to do too much. Yeah. And and wanting it to be about him. Mm -hmm. I see too much of that in Donovan. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and I well, always thought he was gonna be like a team first type of guy. But I did but too. But that's not what I've been seeing lately.
2: You know what? I think it's off the court stuff that's that's created this Donovan. I think he's got a lot of people in his ears. Tom Spider, you the man. Spider, you the man. You should be doing this, and you should be doing that. And you ain't getting the burn you should be getting because if you was if you was putting up all them numbers that Steph and them other guys are doing, and Dame, you can score like Dame. You know how it is. People get to talking that Yang in your ear, and then you start believing it, like, yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, I need to be out here dominating so people will give me my props. Like, screw all that. You in a great situation
1: there in Utah. And your team is better than all of them teams that you just named. Exactly. Them people at home watching. You know, so it's like when when you have better players around you, you do less. Exactly.
2: Appreciate the fact that you don't have to carry the team.
1: It's like Steph has to score 50 for his team to even have, have a, a chance. chance. Yeah, they don't have a chance he don't score 50. I tweeted at the beginning of the season. I said when I, when I heard Clay Thompson wasn't going to play, I said, okay, Steph going to have to put the cape on. Yeah. He's going to have to go out here and drop 50, drop 60.
2: Which he did. He did. He had MVP numbers. He had an MVP-type season on a horrible team. That team is not good at all. You got a bunch of freaking G League players
1: on that team. I'm just so glad that people are finally seeing the real Draymond Green and not the, not the one that's benefiting as the, you know, because the spoils go to the victor. Mm-hmm. You know, not the one reaping the spoils of victory, but the real Draymond Green.
2: How many people have had a season? How many
1: times have I said, if you took Draymond Green off that team and put him on another team, he would be ordinary?
2: Oh, all the time. But you're not so – a when, lot of people have Even that when opinion. that
1: team fell from grace, he looks ordinary, barely, you know. Well, he
2: is what he is. He's a role player on a championship team.
1: It's like when you don't, when you don't have them other people to make you look good, it's rough. Clay, Clay Thompson is the best player on that team. You know, everybody loves Steph. Clay Thompson's the best player on that team. He can do everything that Steph can do offensively except maybe ball handling. Steph's ball handling's better than Clay's. But Clay other, can't handle the ball. But other than that, he can do everything offensively and
2: and because Clay and, don't have no handles,
1: he can't create his own but shot. But he's either. way better defensively. Way better defensively. But than that's Steph. it. That's you know, the
2: only the only thing he has over Steph is he's football. a better
1: defender. You got to be able to play both ways. There's two ends of the court.
2: But Steph is the consummate professional, and he's improved in every area of his game every year. So no, Steph and is so the has, best and player, and so has Clay, but, and so has Clay. But Steph and, and Clay doesn't the handle the ball because
1: team. it's not his role, too.
2: He can't do it. He doesn't have that skill set. You
1: know, Clay was getting a lot better at creating his own shot when Mark Jackson was there because he was forced to get better at it every year. Then Kerr came. They changed the the, the offensive scheme and made him more of a catch and shoot coming off of pin downs, all that type of thing, which made his scoring so much more efficient. Mm-hmm. But... It wasn't that he wasn't developing the skill set and getting there. And what happened was Curry allowed it allowed Curry to continue to develop those skill sets. And and Clay said, Well, I'm gonna work on what I gotta be great at for the team to be successful. But it ain't that he's not capable. He just doesn't, you know, that's just not his role. Well, we'll see But it? I'm talking about as a holistic player, Clay's the best player. No. Clay, Clay gives you more. And no. that's why he's the key piece. Until Clay Thompson comes back, that team ain't never going to be shit. Because he's the guy that makes it all work. Steph is like the firecracker. He's like, uh, Steph is like the dessert. You know, it's, it's sweet to watch. You know, but it's like almost too much of it to rot in your teeth. But, like, Clay is the meat and potatoes of everything. You know, he's the substance. Without him, it's not working. It's never going to happen. They're not even a playoff team without Clay Thompson. Well, see, Greg Thompson come back. They a contender.
2: <laughs> I'm laughing because if this was uh, uh, another show, you would be the king of the hot takes. That's the hottest of hot takes.
1: I'm serious. Because
2: I think that's complete, utter nonsense. OK, but
1: well, y'all going to see That's just Y'all going to see when you come back what happened.
2: That is just absolute nonsense. All right, what about these other I'm matchups? I'm telling
1: you right now, when, when, when Clay Thompson and Kelly Uber is out there next year, you going to see. Well, we're talking about right now, for now. Let's focus on that. We
2: got anything else you want to – what other matchup you want to you wanna talk about? Because we've talked about we Portland and is This is nut check time Memphis for, for and Clippers. Because
1: the Clippers better do something. I'm telling you, they, I don't care what happened, they can't lose to Dallas twice. No. I I don't care what happens. Y'all cannot do that. No. No. Y'all got to figure out a way to to strengthen your mind, get your mind right, and do what you got to do to pull yourself up out of this series. Y'all should be blowing Dallas' ass out. They should. Y'all should be beating them by like four points a quarter every game. Exactly. And be winning by like 16, 18 points every game easily. Yes. Easily. Yes. Church. And it should be a sweep, damn it. Yeah. I agree,
2: but it won't be. Let me, let me tell you this real quick. On, on Saturday, where you, had, you could pick your brackets, right? You could pick your brackets.
1: Yeah, you know I missed mine by like 10 minutes. Anyway, you could pick your
2: brackets. Last, Saturday was the last day to pick your brackets, your playoff brackets in the NBA.
1: And I was mad as hell because I was going to predict this, the Milwaukee sweep.
2: Anyway, and that would have been worth a lot. But anyway, I had um, already made my picks, and I'm in the car getting ready to go. You wanted to switch to Dallas, didn't you? I wanted to switch to Dallas. (laughs) I knew you was going to say that. I told Elena, I said, I'm out of (laughs) my freaking mind. I'm out of my freaking mind. The Clippers don't have the mindset to win. They
1: mentally weak. They don't anytime have you, the mindset. Anytime you see a team that, that people are talking about maybe a contender throw games to duck a team, I said they I thought about
2: it. I said, "Man, with the way they punked out at the end of the season,
1: yes, they punked the
2: hell out. Now, I, I
1: need to I can't pick them to win nothing." Now, there's two ways to look at that, dad. Some people could say, "That's just smart, damn it." That's just smart. It's like because now Phoenix is going to take the Lakers out and they're going to be and if they beat Dallas, they're going to be looking like some geniuses.
2: Yeah, but you still got to win. And and that's the mentality you ought to have. It's like, I don't care. if but, we.
1: But this is the part about that logic that don't make sense. Okay, so you duck in the Lakers, but you're going to have to face the team that beats them. Yeah. So how does that work? That doesn't make no sense. At some point, the logic going to break down. Yeah, you got to win games. You got to have that, I don't give a damn who we play. Yeah, we beating that ass. That's how Phoenix looking at it. You think they worried about the matchup? Oh, now that
2: we, I got to talk about this. Phoenix ain't going to be able to, to advance much beyond the Lakers, even if they could do that, if Chris Paul ain't healthy.
1: I got to know more details about that injury, but this is the thing, the thing that stood out the most about that game. You know what I'm about to say? Ayton outplayed Anthony Davis. And that should never happen. I
2: said. Never happen. I said, oh my God. You were thinking, if you were thinking, what's the weak link for Phoenix?
1: DeAndre Aiden. Exactly. Wait, is that his name? Yeah, it's DeAndre. Man, he came out there and outplayed Anthony. Now this is the problem. You know, I gotta admit, I don't know if I would even play Andre Drummond in that series because what the Lakers gotta be able to do is play Anthony Davis at the five. That's when they were the most productive. That's always when they're the yeah. most productive. Yeah. The issue is, Anthony Davis don't wanna play the five. See him and LeBron both got the same problem. They're both dominant one way, but that's not how they wanna play. They wanna play in a way that, that they're less dominant. Like LeBron should, have, should be on the block. Well, imagine, imagine if they ran the team so that basically LeBron was playing the four and AD was playing the five Well, look in at, your small lineup.
2: Not only that, look at who they have on LeBron. Who was playing LeBron? Who was the primary defender on LeBron? Mikhail
1: Bridges? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you're right. Come on. It's like LeBron. That's a joke. LeBron now weigh him 100 pounds. Exactly. Now, Dad. I know you saw LeBron miss that free throw and then flop off of Chris Paul and lay around and roll around on the lane. I know you saw that. This nigga missed yet another free throw, and when the long rebound came, he tried to get it, and Chris Paul was kind of, like, on his hip and was trying to, like, body him, and and he didn't even get a chance to really body him because the ball kind of flew over LeBron and lebron did this huge flail and roll around on the ground like he was hurt i got it on i got it on uh, my ig i reposted it okay cuz it's just is that wasn't that the play so that almost started a fight if the M- yes, it was yes. that play. Yeah, that was where, the play. where Montrezl Harrell ran yeah. over on uh, Cameron. Yeah, Payne. on Cameron Payne. Yeah, it was that play. Yeah,
2: you saw. Did you see that flop? Yeah. If
1: the NBA don't find LeBron for that, then that whole policy is counterfeit.
2: Well, the whole and policy fra- is counterfeit. Because
1: anyway. th- that's fine worthy. Definitely fine worthy. That was just damn ridiculous, and it almost started a fight that could have got people ejected and fined. Yeah, it was. Thinking that thinking that like Chris Paul did something to LeBron. It's like, LeBron, you six nine, two, you six ten, two seventy. What could Chris Paul ever do to knock your ass on the ground? Other than be... uh, Run you over with his car. Yeah. (laughs) Or kick you in the nuts or something. Outside of that, it ain't happening. It just flat out ain't happening.
2: Okay. So we've talked we've talked Utah.
1: Which lets me know that the Lakers are being weak. Because when you see that, when you see a guy that size flailing on, that's the leader of the team, and he flailing against the tiny other little leader, it's like, come on, man! Chris Paul got more heart than LeBron. That's what I saw.
2: Okay, the only other series you really haven't touched on at all, and probably rightfully so, Celtics Nets. Anything to say about that? That should be a sweep.
1: That should be a freaking sweep. It should be two sweeps in the (laughs) East. It's gonna be two brooms in the East. Okay, so that's that one. Boston getting swept. You know me. I didn't even think Boston was going to be in the playoffs. Hold it.
2: Shouldn't there be three sweeps? What about the Wizards and
1: 76ers? I think they might win a game. Okay. They Re- played a
2: great first game.
1: Russell Westbrook is so great that he can win you a game. He's so great. Like the greatest... Players can always get you that one game, even when they know that their team ain't good enough. They know they can't win. They know they're completely outmatched. Their greatness can will their team to at least one win. Like, we ain't getting swept. We're going to at least win one game. I think the Wizards might win a game against um, Philly. It'll be their first home game. So, what, game three? Yeah. I think they'll win game three.
2: Okay, so they'll be down to a win game three, yeah, and, and, go, and
1: avoid the sweep, yeah, but they're but it's gonna finish five one
2: well, this is the thing that when you look at the rosters, you don't see how the wizards can win a game unless bradley bill and and, and Westbrook are superhuman,
1: yeah, and they are, okay, so okay,
2: I give you, i they got so they got a
1: puncher's chance, all they gotta do is have one great game, you know where one of those like. Thirty-point triple-double, yeah, yeah, Russell Westbrook, yeah. fifty-point games from yeah, Bradley Bill. yeah, and they're very, very, and they've capable. been doing it all season. Yeah. So, yeah,
2: I think Brad, Brad gave him sixty-one game, didn't he? But anyway, uh, what about
1: Hawks Knicks? That you want to talk about the most compelling series? That's, That's it. the most compelling series in the mm-hmm. East. Uh, but the four or five should be. They, they, yeah, they, they, it's, they're, it's designed to be. Yeah. And so you, we already
2: talked about Grizzlies Jazz. You know
1: me, I'm with Atlanta. You Summers. know me, I'm with Atlanta, but I'm telling you right now that somebody getting thrown out of the game too. In that Knicks game. Oh yeah. Somebody's getting ejected from that game. Oh yeah. And it might be Thibodeau.
2: <laughs> so okay, let's let's break it down like this, because we we're running out of time. So by far the most compelling matchup in the East is Hawks Knicks. Yeah, right. I got Hawks in that in six. Okay, and in the in the West, the most compelling matchup is what?
1: Oh no 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 no! I picked Hawks in seven. I picked Hawks in seven. Okay, that's what I picked. Hawks in seven. So
2: in the in the West, Boston,
1: uh, Nets sweep, Bucks sweep, Philly in five, Atlanta in seven. That's okay. my that's, that's, my, you. East. that's, that's your my east.
2: That's my that's my east. Okay, in the. Uh, and the uh, mine, the uh, Bucks Bucks Heat, I say that's five games, not a sweep. Net Celtics sweep, of course. Um I, I believe the Knicks are gonna prevail in seven, maybe even six against the Hawks. I have no no confidence whatsoever in the Hawks. Mm. No confidence
1: whatsoever. That's interesting.
2: Um that's Wizards seventy sixes, I believe, is like you said, I believe the, the Wizards have a puncher's chance of winning at least one game, so five games for them as well. Um,
1: that's it. In the West. All right, let's do the West. Go ahead. West, you first. West, I think um, that Memphis is a really poor matchup for them, but they're not exploiting all of their advantages against Utah in a way that allowed them to be dominant. Like Without Donovan, I actually think that they could be dominant against Utah because they're so much more physical. They can get to the basket at any moment. Because of Ja. And, and they play at a pace that's contrary to what Utah wants to do. They're really like the opposite of Utah in every single way. Yep. Utah wants to run their offense to perfection. Everybody gets to their spots, get good shots. You know, Memphis is like hard-nosed, aggressive, physical. We're just, we don't have no offense. We don't even run no sets. We're just going to run pick and roll mm-hmm. and get our guys to the basket, and if the defense collapse, kicks out, kick out. But we don't really have shooters. No. So even when they get the ball on the three-point line, they're pup faking and trying to get to a mid-range spot or to a floater or something like that. So they're always getting points in the paint. Um, Rudy's trying to protect the paint, but you know they're making Rudy Go- Gobert look pretty ordinary, in my opinion. So they got a fighter's chance, but I think ultimately the better team will prevail, which should be Utah. So I'm going to say Utah in six. Okay. Um, Phoenix, I'm going to say Phoenix in six because I think the Lakers will win two games just off of pride alone, but I think ultimately Phoenix will prevail. Okay. But that series may go seven. It may go seven, but I'm going to say six. Trailblazers, Nuggets. Trailblazers in six. And then for Clippers, the Mavericks. four, or five, I'm gonna say Dallas in six. My my gut almost want to say five. To be honest,
2: ooh, that's ugly.
1: I know, but like some in my gut want to say five games. Well, speak to your gut. Like speak they might, like speak. like the Clippers might for real just mentally collapse again. Um, but I'm well, gonna let say, them I'm, lose this game, but I'm gonna they them, might get swept, but I'm gonna give them the benefit of yeah, I'm gonna say five. I'm gonna say Dallas and five.
2: Okay, uh, I gotta go with that because I the Clippers just <laughs> I have no words for the Clippers um, trailblazers nuggets. I, I could see this series at least going six, at least because they're both horrible. <laughs>
1: Defensively. Yeah, they're
2: both horrible defensively. defensively. They are just God-freaking awful. And I had said earlier, I didn't even care about that matchup because neither one of them are going anywhere.
1: If Denver wins that matchup, it'll be because of coaching. Yeah. Because Mike Malone going to out-coach Terry Stotts every time. Everybody's going to out-coach Terry Stotts.
2: I thought that the Mavericks-Clippers matchup was relevant. I've changed my mind because, because it was based on the Clippers. The Mavericks ain't winning shit. No, they're but, not. But I thought the Clippers were capable, but no. 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 So, so much for that. And and then... <laughs> Lakers, We've already
1: seen enough. It's so bad. Yeah, We've already Yeah, the Lakers-Suns,
2: I thought, was a relevant matchup because I thought either one of those teams could potentially win. hmm And the same thing with the Grizzlies and the Jazz. So, but anyway, I see the Suns winning that in, in no less than six games. And, and I see... Um, I see the Jazz ultimately prevailing because, like you said, I totally agree. If this was a three out of five, I would go with the Memphis. Grizzlies. Yep. Yeah, I'd I would go, go with, with the Grizzlies. But in a seven game series, you got to go with the better
1: team. I wish they would go back to a first round five game format. Ooh, I ooh. wish they would do that.
2: Ooh, we, or yeah. single
1: game elimination like the WNBA.
2: That would create some really, really competitive basketball. Yes, because you you don't have you can't have teams where teams mail it in. No. You know, teams will almost always mail in at least one game. You can't do that in a five-game series. series. But in a five-game series, you can't do it. I agree, the format needs to be revised. Yeah. Because we'll have more competitive basketball, and ultimately, that's what people want to see.
1: Yep. Besides, I mean, you don't need more games. Nope. You need higher ratings on the f- games that no. you do have. Yeah, exactly. And that's what less games create.
2: And we definitely need to talk about that, that particular aspect of, of this whole dynamic next time around. Sounds good. Okay. We need to talk about viewership on, yes. on, on these games. Definitely. Because I think that's that's important to discuss. So, I think that pretty much covers it. Oh, one last thing I wanted to talk about is the games tonight. Okay. The matchups tonight. and This is the one thing that kind of caught my eye. I was like, really? Okay, TNT has the first two games. Okay. Okay, but they got the Mavericks and the Clippers on a half an hour after the start of the Lakers game on NBA TV. To me, that's a complete and total diss. That's a diss of the Clippers.
1: That's, ain't, that's 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 the programmer saying, ain't nobody watching that shit.
2: Yeah. Ain't nobody watching it. So we can just put that on NBA TV. Yeah. We're going to put that on the channel. Nobody, not everybody has. Hell, it ain't even in every package. Nope. You got to add it on. Yeah. You got to be a real basketball head to add it on. Yep. So they say, all right, y'all ain't important enough to put on TNT. Nope. And we're going to put you on a half an hour after the we're game. We're going to put you on
1: during the Laker after,
2: game. After the, the primetime game.
1: During the Laker game, we're going to put you on. Yeah,
2: we're going to put you on during the primetime game where you ain't never going to get seen. That's That's, a diss.
1: That's facts.
2: Okay? I thought that was important to discuss. But that's how
1: they should be treated because they ain't earned no respect. They really haven't. They haven't earned no respect. They really
2: haven't. The Clippers and the freaking Jazz.
1: They're the Rodney Dangerfields of the league. And they've
2: earned that. They've earned it. Okay, Celtics-Nets. I think that's just, I just want to see the Nets. So, every time the Nets play, I just want to see.
1: And mainly because of Kyrie. Like, Kyrie. Oh God. I just could never say enough about Kyrie's game. Seriously.
2: And, and, and the Lakers game, I'll let you get back to Kyrie. The Lakers game, I just want to see it in hopes that they lose.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I'm always rooting against the Lakers. Yeah, in hopes you, that they and lose. And you know I've been giving E the business, Dad. You know I've been giving mm. E the business. Cause you know she. Well, she
2: probably ain't even talking to you right now. <laughs> she,
1: she, she. Oh no, we talked this morning. Oh she, boy. She, a diehard Lakers fan. I'm like, but she, but she not, but she's a realist too. She's not like a fanatic. She's not
2: a typical Lakers nah, fan. Nah,
1: she's 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 real about everything. She's like, oh yeah, I know we ain't finna do nothing. It's gonna be tough for us to get there.
2: Yeah, I mean it's tough. Look, I mean, oh, real quick, um, the lack of continuity. You brought it up earlier. Hmm. And I've been crying about this the entire season. Mm -hmm. I said, this season is, the lack of continuity is destroying the quality of play.
1: Yeah, big time.
2: And it's totally rearranged the landscape of who wins and who loses.
1: It does sometimes, yeah.
2: You know, so it's really unfortunate. So these last two seasons should probably have an asterisk behind them because it hasn't been a true reflection on, on who's really good and who
1: isn't. Well, you know, I think, you know, one of the main components that make up a champion is mental toughness. Oh, yeah. So only the the teams that are the most mentally tough are going to be able to thrive in this type of a, environment, environment where absolutely. adversity is constant. Mm-hmm. That's why the Clippers ain't going to do shit. No. That's why they didn't do nothing last year. Because – they don't have that type of makeup. No. They're not going to be positioned. Like, they invested in a bunch of mentally weak players. That's not going to pan out for them. That's, not, that's why Montrez wanted to get the hell up out of there. Because he's like, I don't want to be around people like this. I need to get around more like, like-minded people. I want to go to where people are thinking like winners and don't have a loser's mentality. So he went over to the winner circle. Which he should
2: have done, but that's it. That's the that's the lineup for tonight. Celtics Nets four thirty on TNT. Lakers Suns the 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 second half of that doubleheader, and the Mavericks and Clippers on NBA. Let TV. me ask you this,
1: Dad: If the Lake if the Clippers blow out Dallas tonight, does that is that change your opinion on what's going to happen in the series at all?
2: Yeah, it does. It would if they win decisively. That will show the type of mental resiliency I think they need to be able to advance. But if they
1: don't, no.
2: And if they lose, it's absolutely positively over.
1: Okay, for me, it wouldn't change my mind at all. What would change my mind is if they do that in game two and in game three. Okay. But if they do that in game two and then they go to Dallas and lay an egg, ain't nothing changing my mind.
2: Okay, so sustainability is the question for
1: you. No, I'm saying they got to do it two games in a row. Sustainability. It ain't even got to be more than that, but I got to see you do it twice in a row.
2: Well, that would be at least short-term sustainability. Anyway, that's it for me, man. Um,
1: You remember that early stretch of the season, Dad, where the Clippers, it's like they could never win two games in a row? Yeah. They were winning every other game. Yeah. It can't be that. Okay. If if, if they show me that they're that team – and not the, you know, the later team that was going on you know, winning streaks yeah. of eight, nine games, yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. I got to see that, that Clippers team. Yeah, that, that, la-
2: that Clippers team looked like a championship team.
1: Yes. Right the, now in game one, they were looking like the early season Clippers. Mm-hmm. So if they don't come out looking like, like what we just said, yeah. it's a wrap.
2: All right, then. That's a good place to stop.
1: All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to Sugar Free. I know it's been a minute since we was on last so i appreciate you rocking with us um, any other um cl- oh we just want to uh give show some love to tree of life essentials they're an essential oils company that does cbd infusions for pain and inflammation and skin issues they also have a period potion for the ladies um for if you have if you're one of those ladies that has really 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 debilitating um, periods they have a formula that you can use during your premenstrual cycle which greatly helps mediate a lot of that pain and those symptoms during your shedding process Yeah, they
2: should understand this is topical not something you
1: internal yeah and this is a topical you know um, like a salve so to speak that you put on on your skin you rub it in and it's got like all these aromatherapy and therapeutic um, benefits as it, as it's, as it's absorbed into the skin as well Their website is www.treeoflifeessentials.com, and the life is spelled L-Y-F-E. They're also on IG as Tree of Life Restorative Oils, and there's a link to their website on there as well. Please check them out. Their formulas really do work. They're a good price for what you get, and the feedback is incredible, and it's completely all-natural. It's completely organic, and it's made without any solvents or chemicals. So fantastic product
2: and one last thing i didn't mention in the shout out shout out to um, aunt fanny in spirit uh her birthday would have been today oh
1: yes shout out to aunt fanny then
2: yeah aunt fanny one of my favorite people on the planet so shout out to you much love i love you
1: forever yes yes we definitely miss you definitely miss you may you rest in peace may you rest in power may you rest in glory Thank you for tuning in to Sugar Free, signing out. I'm
0: armed and I'm dangerous. Dangerous. The golden rule, never talk to strangers. Never serve a fiend, you never seen. If you're getting green, you split it with your team. I can get it there, whatever you need. He moved the zip, I ate the whole cake. If you're holding weight, you move it out of state, nigga. They call me the transporter I'm good from three point range Call me Terry Porter No talking, no tape recorder Ain't worried about getting caught I'm crossing the border A hundred G's paid to retain a lawyer I paid the fees and moved to La Jolla A pit bull like a Georgetown Hoyer You the employee and I'm the employer Talk shit, swallow spit for a living, man The swing man, I can get it to the pivot, man deep in the struggle player, I'm with it, man I do whatever it takes to get it, man In the name of show, show. I'ma smash the gas yeah. Smoking my juicy fruit in pursuit of cash money. And I bring the house of pain like I was ever last Ever since a young nigga labeled me an outcast, I'm going balls out, my back's against the wall Big balls, about the size of a tennis ball. big ball I'll show you how to ball out Hit the game like a nuclear fallout If you win the distance, I'm the one you should call out call me, yeah. I'm on a mission player, I never sold out nope. I took the other route, I went against the grain me and my nigga, man, we the ones to follow. We some thorough niggas, we going for a Got a 50 Hennessy and I'ma drink the whole bottle. Pocket full of money, play a like I won the lotto. Got a bad bitch, call her America's top model. Talk shit, swallow, spit for a living, man. The swing man, I can get it to the pivot, man. Knee deep in the struggle, player, I'm with it, man. I do whatever it takes to get it, man. I do whatever it whatever takes. It takes. Uh. I do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Uh, I do whatever it, Take. whatever it takes. I do whatever it takes to get it man I told you nigga, you know my persona, you know my persona. I'm a soldier nigga, death before designer Yelling ain't no peace till the niggas get in Peace. While I flip my middle finger to your island Smokin' on the finest marijuana I can find I'm from the money gang, we throwing up dollar signs We on the grind like each and every day Seven days Seven a week, week. 24-7-365 The last time I checked It was all about the money, power, and respect I'm certified solid, better check my rep You couldn't see through me if you was looking at my silhouette Blood in my eye like the great George Jackson We bout to take it, we ain't asking to say the least I put that on my brother's dead and deceased I'll be a rider till I rest in peace Talk shit, swallow spit for a living, man The swing man, I can get it to the pivot, man Knee deep in the struggle player, I'm with it, man I do whatever it takes to get it, man. I do whatever it takes. I do whatever it takes. I do whatever it takes. I do whatever it takes to get it, man.